and we're called to service. Just as it was for Aaron and the Old Testament priesthood, when we serve and minister, God's honour is released. This is done because service is to show the beauty and glory of the God to other people. Serving, service and ministry are never to be about what we as mere humans can get out of it. When that is the motive, God is neither honoured nor glorified. God's glory and supremacy is to be the ultimate reason for our service. God is both zealous and jealous for his glory and honour to be upheld. Those two priests from chapter 10, they can testify to that, I am sure. And as Christians, as part of our life of true joy, we are called to serve and to minister. Whoever you are, you are called to serve and minister wherever you are, in your workplace, your school, not just at church. And we are called to exhibit and show our true joy, just as Aaron and his family were called into a lifetime of obedient service to Jehovah God. Their joy motto was to be Jehovah over yourself. And for us, true joy is to be Jesus over yourself. Each of us here tonight is called to perform a unique uh, serving and ministerial function. As I said, in your workplace, your school, wherever you go, even down at Tesco's, well, maybe not Tesco's. And showing love, serving each other and giving to each other uh, a practical outworking of our joyful obedience to God. The ministries of Nadab and Abihu were cut short and hallmarked with disobedience. Our ministry, and as I said, all Christians have them, is to be hallmarked by obedience born out of love for God and for Him alone. Devoted obedience to God born out of a desire to see God glorified regardless of what other people say or think. And we're not left alone to serve in our own power. We will most certainly uh, fail if that was the case. God himself has lovingly equipped all those who follow him and have equipped them to serve. God the Holy Spirit who lives inside each believer under the new covenant has endowed each Christian with gifts, talents and abilities for that purpose, service of God. That is so that the whole church is built up and that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. God wants you and I to be active in service, lifelong service, hallmarked by loving obedience to him, which reflects our joyful dedication to him, to his praise, honour and glory. And then finally, just as God's judgment was upon Nadab and Abihu, the Bible also tells us that all those who follow Jesus Christ will be judged according to what they've done, with what God gave them. That includes any spiritual gifts, uh, talents and abilities that we have. This judgment will not be for our salvation, because we have decided to follow Jesus Christ. Judgment for our sins has already fallen on the one true God-man, Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross. Of our sinfulness we've been set free and declared innocent. 
If we're here tonight, we've accepted God's free offer of salvation by grace alone, through Jesus Christ alone, then we are declared right with God and we are in a joyful relationship with him. Again, it's amazing. We take it for granted. However, our belief and our faith are to be visibly manifested through joyful, obedient service of and to God and him alone. This judgment is not for your salvation, as I said, but it's for rewards. As followers of Jesus Christ, God will ask you and I to give an account of ourselves and we will be judged according to what we have done with what we've been given. The quality of our work will be tested and our motives exposed. Either we did things for God's glory or we did them for our own glory. We'll give an account of the opportunities and the abilities entrusted to us as instruments of God's orchestra of joy. Joyful service. For those of us who would call ourselves Christians, the Bible is very clear. You are called to lovingly and obediently serve him. A life of true joy is seen in obedient service to the glory of God the Father through God the Son, Jesus Christ in the power of God the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Tonight if you're engaging in either intentional or unintentional acts of disobedience then you need to turn your life around to one of utter obedience to the God you profess to follow. As a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit within you as a seal of your salvation. Your body, believe it or not, is the temple where God now resides. I don't look in a mirror. You can't hide from him. So you may as well choose to be obedient to him in a, in a life of joyful service, exhibiting that true joy and the hope that you have in him. Just as joy followed Moses and Aaron's obedience in Leviticus chapter 9, so too can it be for those of us who are willing to lovingly serve him obediently. And I've got to say this, lastly, before we close. If you are not a Christian here tonight, then please do make yourself known to us afterwards and we would love to talk to you about how you can become a Christian. While you have breath, it's not too late to start this life of joyful obedience to a loving God and enter into a living and dynamic relationship of true joy with him. Don't leave it so late that you incur God's judgment upon you for your sins and that you have everlasting separation from him and others. God does indeed love you and he is calling you to come into a dynamic living, vital relationship of true joy with him today. Take the opportunity today. Come and follow Jesus Christ. He is calling you to respond. Let's pray. Father, once again we thank you for this, your written word. We thank you that we can learn the lessons of history as we did tonight. Pray that each one of us here tonight would go out in, to, ser to serve you in the world with joyful obedience so that all the glory and the honour of everything we do will be to you and to you alone. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. 
in the power of the Spirit who indwells us. Amen.